Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Punch Sport Podcast. I am the Goog, and with me tonight we have Mass Rafter. Hey, Hulkamat, the Goog cheated on his Sporkle quiz. Goog cheated so much. We also have nobody, because it's just the two of us. And once again, we can make it if we try. How you doing tonight, MRT? Doing great. All right. Sounds not sarcastic at all. It's not. I'm Good. doing great. I had a great weekend. And uh, I'm looking at this uh, Chinese dish that's right down the street from a place I'm going to be spending a lot of time. So I'm excited. Good for you. Let's jump into the 10 count. And as always, you can send us questions to punchsportpodcast at gmail.com. Send them to us on Twitter at punchsportpod in the podcast thread if the forums ever come back. Are the forums back yet? No, they're supposed to be back up tonight. Do we? So they have until 1 a.m. Eastern time. We we may very well not have any audience anymore, except for those of you who are listening to us on iTunes. Thank you. Anyway. Let's talk about ROH Best in the World, because that was this weekend, and it was probably the best wrestling show that happened this weekend. Well, some people might argue that the New Japan show was better. Okay. But I, I don't know the Goog. Why don't you compare and contrast them? <laughs> well, I saw maybe five minutes, all told, of the ROH show between YouTube clips and GIFs, and I saw none of the New Japan show. So I'm going to say the ROH show was better. Yeah, better sounds safe. Yeah, let's say better. Yeah, it was much better. Good! I was right. I know that Jay Lethal retained the television title. Other yes. than that, I'm clueless. So what okay. happened at Best in the World? So what happened in the World title match? I asked you. Come on, you can figure it out. Tell me what happened in the world title match. I'm going to go ahead and guess that they put the belt on Michael Elgin. Yep, handsome Mike Elgin won the title in a very, very good match. That handsome, bald Michael Elgin. That's not his name. His name is handsome Michael Elgin. Okay. And he won the title in the culmination of a... a uh, almost a year-long chase for the title, realistically. I mean, I guess he technically first went for it two years ago, but really the storyline's been going on for a year and led to my favorite piece of feedback on the Observer site, and I wish that the Something Awful forum still existed because I could post this. Which was? I'm going to skip the best of the night, worst of the night, and giving you my thumbs. It's all irrelevant. I was an avid ROH fan from the company's inception and watched it slash followed it religiously until shortly after the departure of Gabe Sapolsky. I didn't stop watching ROH because of an allegiance to a booker. I stopped because frankly it got to the point where that once you've seen one ROH show, you've seen them all. Okay, let's skip down a little bit. Let's talk booking. I paid $25 I, I paid $25 pay-per-view and there wasn't a single storyline or feud that came to an end. No bang for my buck. Say what now? Yeah, so apparently this guy is mad that there were no storylines ended except for, you know... Except for the guy with the year-long chase oh, wait, for the wait, title wait, wait, finally wait, wait, winning wait, wait, the wait, title. Wait, wait, wait. My final takeaway. ROH is what it always has been. Pro wrestling on crack. I don't feel like they stole $25 from me, but I don't feel obliged to purchase their next pay-per-view. <laughs> okay, then. 
He also complained that uh, ROH's music is still garage bands like it, it was back when, you know, he watched it when ROH just used copyrighted music. <laughs> so this is a pretty a pretty good review there. Brent Gillett in Madison, Wisconsin, you dumb fuck. This was a great show. The main event was great. It uh brought together everything in the Adam Cole storyline, which was uh, super kicks, outside interference, and, uh, you know, lots of good stuff. Um I, I I really like how they actually brought everything together, including uh, War Machine's promise to uh, uh, watch Elgin's back and them eventually coming out to help him uh, fight off Matt Hardy and uh, Mike Bennett, the man who's never on the posters, and that had been set up on TV. So, you know, they really did a good job with everything on this show, and I was impressed. Um, the, the main event was the best match of the night, followed probably by um, the Briscoes tag, which is kind of surprising since I expected that um, the bad influence tag would be at least second best of the night. But in the end, it was, I'd guess, third best. It just, people complained about the crowd, and I guess the crowd could have been better, but it was apparently very hot in the building, and... Um, I, I just, I don't know, the match didn't hit the, the, the next gear. I, I guess it hit, it hit like second gear and third gear, but it didn't, it didn't really hit fourth gear. So shame on them for not hitting fourth gear. Or, or as that show is called, highest gear. Yes. The highest gear program on the British television channel. Yes. Um, BTC. Yes. Um, so from there, wow, Frank Robinson at twenty nine forty three. You really, he really should have gone for another sixty. Shame on you, Frank Robinson. How dare he? Mm-hmm. That's why on. you ended ended up coaching the Expos. You should have hung on as a crippled ass old man desperately clinging at a stupid arbitrary round number, like Craig right? Biggio did. Craig Biggio was a great man. It's too bad he died. Um, so the Briscoes had a crazy wild brawl that, man, that was a really, really good match. Um, they, they had a, a regular match with Mike Bennett and Matt Hardy. And then they got, uh, the heels got intentionally disqualified. So Nigel McGuinness declared it a no DQ match. And the Briscoes did a, a bunch of crazy spots, including Peabody award winning actor guy getting, uh, froggy bowed through a table. And then almost getting Doomsday Device until he was saved by um, either Maria or Mike Bennett. I forgot who made the save. I think it was Maria. In that oh. couple, if anyone does anything, you can assume it was Maria. Oh, and uh, one of the other things they brought together in that main event was having Mischief come out and uh, and spray Maria, which was good, too, because Mischief had uh, – they did a, a, a high heat angle on um, – or a heavy heat angle, whatever the fuck it's called, on the last show they taped where Mischief was put in the figure four leg lock by Adam Cole. So she came out and helped her husband. Good for her. And him. Yes. And so he, um, let's see. Um, the TV title match you mentioned wasn't too great. It was probably the low light of the show, although there was some fun stuff in there. Um, opening six man was really fun. Lots of great spots. ACH looked great. Um, other than that, you know, Moose debuted, uh, 
well, he's technically debuted, but they announced he'd signed and he, he's not a very good promo. Um, you would think a moose would be able to talk better, but apparently not. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, those are the high points of the show. Kevin Steen and Silas Young had a good match. It wasn't a great match, but, uh, you know, it was good and that feud will continue. And I imagine that since Steen won the first match, Silas Young will win the blow off. How much longer does Steen have in ROH? Uh, he has a month left on his contract, but they want to, uh, try and get him to do the show at, um, Brooklyn Cyclone Stadium. Okay. When's that? August something, mid-August. Okay, so that seems doable. Well, depends if WWE wants him to start it, you know, the first day of August or not. True. Has there been any kind of confirmation that he's definitely going to WWE, or is that still just assumed? It's It seems pretty for sure, but he didn't... I don't think he flat out said during his uh, Davey Richards promo, I am going to the WWE. Because that would be incorrect. It's not the World Wrestling Entertainment. It's World Wrestling Entertainment. That's right. Like back in the day when people called it the WCW, I got very mad. Really? And I got annoyed with them because they were wrong. Topic number two. I was going to ask you a couple more questions about Best in the World, but okay. Okay, fine. What are your questions? I was just going to ask about the pay-per-view presentation. You know, This was on an actual in-demand television. You can order it through your cable company pay-per-view. How did it come across? Well, I didn't watch it on television. I oh. streamed it on the internet like you're supposed to do with a pay-per-view. But you gave them money for it, yes? <laughs> Why would you do that to watch something on the internet? I gave my money to Ustream. I don't know if they give that to Ring of Honor or not. <laughs> How was the presentation of the show? Um, I thought it looked really good. Um, It, it didn't look... It didn't look like a WWE show. It didn't look like a New Japan show, even like a one of the, the – I don't want to say one of the B shows because I technically haven't ordered one of those. But it looked better than a Ring of Honor show and not as good as a New Japan show. Um, I'd say it looked kind of like a 2005 TNA show, except it wasn't in the Impact Zone, so I liked it more. I liked how they had all these – these blue lights set up around the building. Um, I, I'm sure they went to uh, Ocean State Job Lot or whatever the 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 Tennessee version of Ocean State Job Lot is, and bought a uh, a bunch of blue light tubes and put them in front of curtains. But it it gave the show a better look. It would it, be it, really funny if they had Ocean State Job Lots in fucking Tennessee. Well, they have them in Connecticut, and Connecticut ain't the fucking Ocean State. That's, they, they have, have them, them in Massachusetts. There's an Ocean State job lot two miles from my house. There's an Ocean State job lot two miles from my house, so we must live in the same house. Crap. Okay, that's freaky. Um, last question. You probably don't have an answer to this because it's very soon, but is there any indication of how well they did on pay-per-view, how many people bought the show? No. No. When can we expect that? I mean, I wouldn't expect it. I, I would expect Dave to say something about whether it did good or bad in a couple days, and then there to be exact numbers in like three weeks. Or not even exact numbers, but like vague numbers. Rough estimates. Okay. Let's go on to topic number two then, and a, a nine-year run has come to an end. Vicky Guerrero is no longer in WWE, finally. We thought she was going to be gone the night after WrestleMania, and she wound up hanging around for another... Wait. two. What? Dave Meltzer doesn't know shit. 
fuck off, Dave Meltzer, Mr. I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I tweeted this at the time. In a way, it was, it was fitting for Vicky Guerrero to go out covered in muck and being sung to, but at least she got her come up and said she got a face pop and she did Eddie's little shoulder shimmy, so that was nice, right? Right? Uh, I don't even remember her doing that. Yeah, she did it at the end, right before she waved and said goodbye, and it was nice. I was kind of surprised they played Los Guerrero's music for her, but it was, they were very clearly trying to get people to cheer Vicky for once, and it almost worked. I thought it was a pretty bad segment, but I kind of liked it. The promo at the beginning with Stephanie was long, but then it got good when Vicky was yelling at her, and then the quote-unquote match was pretty terrible again until the very end where Stephanie was just gloating and Vicky slowly turned around and you could you heard Stephanie tail off and she was like ah oh, crap I'm in trouble Stephanie McMahon is just an amazing heel uh, now she is but yeah um, um like I mean... since since the fall of 2013 Stephanie McMahon has been one of the best heels in the business top 50 promo of all time Hashtag. Yeah, probably not. But Hashtag if, Todd Starnes drinks pee. If at the end of this year, when you're voting for best non-wrestler and your top three does not include Stephanie McMahon, you are incorrect. Um, Unless she has a horrible second half of the year, which she could. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would go with Heyman over her. Yeah. I would, I might go with Ramon, or the guy possibly known as Ramon. Who? He he's the guy who holds the sign for the streak for uh, the Shikara band leader nerd in Ring of Honor. Mm. We, we don't know his name. We th- it might be Ramon, but Steve Carino is um, is skeptical. Uh huh. And um, yeah, I like Ramon. And let's see, there's probably someone else. Oh yeah, uh, Bruce Tharp, Desu. Right, Bruce Tharp. Yeah, so there's three right there. Okay. But um, my problems with the segment were, uh, we could probably just read Jefferson Lives tweets here, but um, the promo went on too long. I thought Vicky cut a really good promo. I was impressed with her promo since she's never really been a very good talker. Part of her charm and the reason you want to boo her is that she is, you know, a bad talker. She doesn't get her lines out right and she's very shrill, but... It was as good of a promo she was going to cut. Um, the match setup was pretty stupid. They have spent all this time building Alicia Fox into a character people can get into. And, of course, she's one of the three girls who gets, you know, thrown into the, the diarrhea. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they used Alicia for that, but um, and I then, don't care. You know, there's the fact that we finally saw Stephanie get her comeuppance from Vicky Guerrero, who's leaving the company, who had already lost. So you had this weird parody booking in that segment. I think it would have, like, I would have liked it more. I think it would have felt more cathartic if Vicky just won and then yelled, I quit. Mm. Like, that she doesn't want to take this anymore and just quit. Rather than losing and then just, you know, getting her revenge anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then they stayed on Stephanie way too long. Yeah, it was it was funny when they cut back to her initially, but then they lingered. 
and lingered and lingered and lingered. And it went on for too long. But it was and, funny for a little while. And uh, But, um, I, I mean, I, I posted a completely non-sarcastic tweet of WWE parody booking at its finest, and I stand behind that because this was about as good as parody booking can be. I laughed at Stephanie's reaction to realizing she was going to get thrown in diarrhea, and um, I really liked the bumps the Divas took into it. They looked really excited to bump for Vicky into oh, yeah. diarrhea. Layla like, especially just flew into that fucking thing. Like, Alicia Fox kind of had a smile on her face as she took her bump. And I was like, what the hell? Why are you so excited to bump into diarrhea? Where did they get all that diarrhea? I don't know. I I don't think we want to know. I really don't. Maybe there was a Diarrhea Planet concert in the area. Maybe. Maybe it was all the shit they threw at the wall for the shield that didn't stick. How about that? No. No? I was trying to transition nicely into topic number this three is, there. This is diarrhea. You can't throw diarrhea. Okay, well. Trust me. That's why it didn't stick. They tried and it just fell. It would probably stick pretty well. Can we throw move on? Di- I guess. Okay. This is going to be quick, but topic number three. It is my favorite new running gimmick since my last new running gimmick. It has been three weeks since the shield broke up, and I have a simple question. Has anything good come of the breakup of the shield that couldn't have come with the shield together? Um, I think Seth Rollins has been excellent. I, think I... You're wrong. what? I think you're wrong, but continue. What has been bad about Seth Rollins? He's every pro- time he speaks. His promos have been really good. I don't know what you're talking about. I like his promos. Um, I think he's he, now he gets to show off his midsection, which wasn't going to happen when he was in the shield. Um, I, I almost love his new ring gear. Almost. I don't like the silver, um, the silver part above his boots. I think I would like it more if they, they, they use kind of a, an antique silver, something that had a a little less luster to it. I think it, I think it looks a little too, um, sci-fi, like, 70s 80s b sci-fi costumey where um i think if you you kind of tone down the the shine to it it would look great and i but i i love the uh the kind of um i don't even want to call it a faux leather because it's not but i i love the 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 faux pleather <laughs> It's fake pleather. Um, pants he's wearing. I think, uh, he just looks great. I think he's looked really good in the ring, even though they keep doing these DQs. I, I honestly like the way, uh, Dean Ambrose keeps ambushing him, even though Ambrose kind of looks like an idiot. Um, Ambrose I, has been my favorite part, but I will say Dean Ambrose could have found something to get very angry at, even if the shield was together. Yeah, but he wouldn't be getting very angry at Seth Rollins, and I'm looking forward to that match. Um, I think that other than the vomit part of it, Roman Reigns has been handled very well, and I think he feels more like a main event player now on his own than he did with the Shield in terms of a single. Like right now, except when he wrestles, 
he wrestled in a multi-man tag tonight and looked fine. Okay, except when he wrestles singles matches. Which singles matches has he had since his uh, the breakup of the Shield? Hey, look at that. He hasn't had any. Yes, so why would you bring that up? It's irrelevant. And apparently he had a you know good match with Orton on the house shows this weekend. So, poop on you. <laughs> and there was plenty of poop on the show. Diarrhea-style poop. Mm-hmm. In a giant diarrhea puddle. Yeah, I get... I think I'm going to be as hung up on this as people joke that I am about Bray Wyatt's Electric Lantern, but it drives me insane that it's been three weeks since they broke up the best thing going in WWE, and the two guys who have new music have terrible, shitty new music. It's I don't just, care. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't sit down for an hour and find a good song for these guys. You just had to hit the random button on your job or music generator and say, okay, let's use that one and press the button once, and that's Ambrose's. Off we go. Like, like, why aren't Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns still friends? Why aren't they helping each other? Why aren't they buddies? Why doesn't Roman Reigns care that Seth Rollins stabbed him in the back? Uh, Alternately, why doesn't Dean Ambrose care that Triple H stabbed him in the back? He'll probably care a little bit down the line when they've, you know, broken off this program. But you can't have two baby faces to one heel. That makes for shitty psychology. So it makes more sense to get Reigns. Three heels who were a group, and now they're off being singles for whatever reason, too. Yes, because they have to crown a new champion, and Triple H isn't going to wrestle every month. Okay, but why aren't Orton and Rollins friends? Well, we don't know that they won't be. I guess. But at the same time, they are in separate programs because they need to crown a new champion. And it makes sense to have a bunch of stars in your main event. And since you're going to do that, and you're probably going to have Randy Orton in there, it makes sense to put Roman Reigns in there as well, because he can't be in the program with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, because that would make for shitty psychology. And he can't be the one facing Seth Rollins in the next month and a half, because Seth Rollins is probably going to win those matches. And if he doesn't, they are really stupid. So I guess, like, Rollins wins the case and Reigns gets screwed out of the title. And then at Battleground, they do a tag match, Reigns and Ambrose against Orton and Rollins. And then at SummerSlam, it's Reigns against Triple H and Ambrose against Rollins? Um, I would expect Ambrose against Rollins in a singles match at Battleground, but I don't know. I haven't really thought that far ahead. Yeah, maybe they just do two singles, Reigns against Orton, and then Ambrose against Rollins. I would guess they would do that, because those were the planned matches for um for this month, before they then did Rollins versus Reigns next month, and then Triple H versus Reigns at SummerSlam. But it's hard to know where think- they're going. What? I was going to say, I don't think they're going to do Rollins versus Reigns next month. Well, they're because not I don't going think to they're going to now. job Rollins. They're not going to do it now, but that was before they found out they couldn't have Brian defend the title on the June pay-per-view. Yeah. They were originally going to do Ambrose versus Rollins this month, then uh, Rollins versus Reigns 
next month. Next month, and then Reigns versus Triple H at SummerSlam. Okay. Yes, and that doesn't even necessarily mean that uh, Reigns would win the the match. He could, you know, they could do some sort of finish where it sets up the Triple H match. Mm-hmm. But we won't know. It's worth us talking about. So, yes. but let's talk instead about Money in the Bank because it's Sunday. We should. We've already predicted the main event matches, I think, but. So, uh, where do you want to go to dinner before the show? I am as of yet not going to the show. Really? You don't want to see John Cena win the title? I kinda don't. Oh fuck, I, I, I think I, I mean, if, that if you could get, show. if you could get me there for little or no money, I would probably go, but. Um, I yet present I do not have there for, I can get you there for the cost of gas. No, if that's true, I can be talking. Yeah, I can go. Okay, Talk. get in your car, pay for gas, and come to Boston. And then what? Uh, you pay money for the ticket, because you said if you could get me there for little to no money, you didn't say about uh mm-hmm. getting inside. Yeah, well. But uh, I think I will be sitting at home watching this one on the network. The network is the main reason why I'm thinking about just not going to this show because why go to a show that I've already paid for? That's Feels a fair weird. point. Um, it is a fair point, but at the at the same time, I think this could be a, a great show. I wouldn't say a great show, but I think it could be a good show. There's going to be two crazy ladder matches. There's going to be one crazy ladder match and one ladder match that could be crazy. The the main event main event or ladder match is pretty much always good no matter what. That's true. See. And and the second ladder match is very obviously tacked on just to have a crazy ladder match. So holy shit, the cheapest ticket to Money in the Bank on StubHub is $101. Well, shit, fuck that. I've been I've been off on my uh my secondary market guesses lately. Although I don't think the show is sold out, so I think there's still cheap seats available. But uh, uh let's run down the card, shall we? Yeah, go ahead. You you run down the card while I look at tickets. Okay. Page versus Naomi for the Divas title. I think that'll be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably only get 7 minutes, but uh that's that's what that match should get. Probably. I think uh, I think Paige is going to retain, and they're going to transition into a feud with Cameron for her. Does that sound about right? You don't care, um, do you? I, I don't care. Okay. It's weird. They're turning the one of the Funkadactyls heel for no apparent reason, but whatever. Uh, you've also got the Wyatt family, who, by the way, have pretty bad new music. Great music, love the music. I, I, I think it has potential. Like, I kinda wanted, I wanted the, the little instrumental bit to just be the intro to something that was a little more menacing and complete, and then that didn't happen. But, uh, it's not terrible. You know? It fits them better than whatever Dean Ambrose has fits Dean Ambrose, for example. I haven't paid any attention to Dean Ambrose's music. Mm. You're not but supposed to. The uh, the Wyatt's music was really stupid. <laughs> it's it's not the best, but it's also not the worst. Um, would you like to pay four hundred twenty three dollars to sit on the floor at Money in the Bank? I would not. Okay. 
I would rather be in a chair. And for that price, I would rather not go. Well, you'll you'll get your own chair that you can bring home. Huh. I'm still going to pass, thank you. Okay. We go to Szechuan Garden beforehand. Or is it Szechuan Gourmet? I forget. It's in uh, Brookline. Really good. No. Okay. No, I think. We go to Chinatown afterwards. And I gotta get home afterwards if I'm going. I have to be at work at nine o'clock the next morning. Fine, the goo. I'm just saying. We don't have to go to Gourmet Dumpling House after the show. The Wyatt family are challenging the Usos for the tag team titles. Should be good. I don't care. Should be fine. The Wyatts are gonna win, I think. Yeah, they better. There's only, uh, Four matches announced for the card, and two of the the other two are ladder matches. So, what else is going to be on this card? Do you think? Um, I think we're going to get Cody and Stardust against Rybaxel again. No, Goldust and Stardust against Rybaxel. Excuse me. Oh, Rybaxel. Oh, yeah, well, I guess they'll do that. I I think Cody is either going to be Stardust until the pay per view, at which point he turns on Goldust. Or for the next 10 years. And I can't decide which. I wouldn't expect it for 10 years, but I figure they'll do it for like... I figure they'll do it for like six months. Maybe maybe one more month. Maybe they'll do it for a SummerSlam match. If it gets over. I Did they have a match tonight? No, they did a promo. And it was a good promo. I liked it. But, uh... Um... Cody's promo was okay. Yeah. they. I think they didn't do a match tonight because they know they need a match for the pay-per-view. So they're going to do Goldust and Stardust against Reb Axel. And then... I'm, I wonder if they're going to do something with Fandango and Summer Rae on the pay-per-view. They probably will, because they, they need to kill time. Yeah, wow. This is going to be one hell of a show! Yeah. Like Fandango and Layla against Summer and... Fuck. They've been doing Dolph on house shows, but Dolph is previously occupied. Hey, the Goog, you want to pay $423 to see this show? No. You sure? Yeah. Might get a Fandango match. I might, but I'd rather not. Have you ever seen Fandango in person before? I have not. I'm... Yeah, I've never seen anyone active on the WWE roster live. Ever. Really? Really? Goldust never... hadn't started, but at the, at the last WWE show I went to. So there you go. Really, 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 really. Yes. So I have a box full of WWF magazines from the the time where uh, you were last uh, a fan or last at a live show. Okay. You have magazines know, from the summer of 1994. I think so. A friend of mine sent me a box full of like WWF magazines a few months ago. I haven't opened it yet. That's pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I'll take them. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I'll take them. I think there's some uh, toy intercontinental titles in here, too. Oh, cool. I had a, I got a foam WWF title at that show, and then my dog ate it. Oh. And I didn't have it anymore. Did the dog die from eating it? Uh, no. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, there's also... A traditional Money in the Bank match pulled out of thin air and booked for no reason, other than to have one, but okay. Why is it booked for no reason or pulled out of thin air? It's 
booked for the reason and pulled out of the air of Seth Rollins is our new guy for the heels and we're going to book him in a match that he's favored to win because we put a bunch of chumps in it and we're making fun of said chumps. Yeah, and true. it's also to further the Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose feud. All good points. And I I was trying to think of someone other than Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose who I think could win this match. No, Dean and Ambrose is officially in the match, right? Yes, he is. Okay, cuz uh they were doing that promo and I I went and did something else. I think I got popcorn. Ambrose Ambrose said you better put me in the match cuz I'm going to fuck it up anyway. And then backstage, Rollins told Triple H, dude, he's going to fuck it up anyway. Just put him in the match. And Triple H was like, okay. So I think, uh, man, I was trying really hard to find someone other than Ambrose or Rollins who's going to win the match. And I finally talked myself into, well, if they take the Intercontinental title off of Barrett here, maybe he'll win the case. But then they didn't take the title off of Barrett. So I got no idea. Who do you think is going to win? Hey, what if they changed the name of the Bullhammer Elbow to the Bowhammer Elbow, and they gave it to Bo Dallas, and then he would do that elbow in the crappy match he's going to have on the pay-per-view? Oh, that's right. Bo Dallas is going to have a crappy match on the pay-per-view. Hey, you want to pay $423 to fucking see a crappy Bo Dallas match thrown together for no reason out of thin air, like that ladder match that wasn't done that way? That entices me more than a Fandango and Summer Ray match, but no, still. I w- would rather watch Fandango. I like Fandango, but I also like Bo Dallas. I don't like Bo Dallas. Yeah. Um, it's ugly. I don't like ugly people. I mean, I, maybe I'm just outsmarting myself, but I don't see them putting the case on Rollins. Just because it's so telegraphed that they're going to put the case on Rollins. <laughs> I don't see them putting the case on Ambrose, so... Yeah, they're, they're, def- they're not putting it on Ambrose. I feel like Ambrose is going to cost Rollins the case and someone else is going to get it. I think they're going to do something where is. Ambrose gets costed the case and Rollins gets it. Hmm. You're probably right, but I am going to say fuck it and put the case on Bad News Barrett. I don't think they're going to put the case on Bad News Barrett. But Honestly, neither do I, but I can't think of anyone better. Because I've decided that they're not putting it on Ambrose or Rollins because those are too obvious. I think when you have this device for... I mean, title... logically, they should put it on Rollins. I'm not I'm not disputing that. Logically, Seth Rollins should win the case. I but... think when you have this device for a title that's now only the biggest title in the company and you no longer can, you know, shunt it off on a crappy title that no one cares about. I miss you, other title. Because people keep saying they want you to go away, big gold belt. And I don't want you to go away. Um, But when you need to, you know, put this person in a program for the biggest title, it's got to be someone who they feel comfortable putting in a program for the biggest title. And that's pretty clearly either Rollins or Rain or uh, Ambrose, and I don't think it's going to be Ambrose. So Rollins. Yeah. Rollins really is the logical pick. He's the only guy out of that group who I can see ever winning the belt. But you know, mm. I could see Ambrose winning the belt at some point, but not in the you know not the way things are laid out. Mm. 
given how they're setting him up as as Rollins' stepping stone coming out of the shield, I don't think they view him very highly. But anyway, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Wade, uh, Wade Barrett in that match. And then in the title match, I have a similar thought process. Someone is going to cost Roman Reigns the belt, and someone not involved is going to win it. So they're going to have a ninth person in this match. No, someone who's not directly involved in a feud with Roman Reigns, which is oh. to say not Randy Orton. Well, I think John Cena is going to win it, so yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Is the thinking still that Brock Lesnar's winning the title at SummerSlam? I mean, I don't know that thinking is Brock Lesnar wins the title at SummerSlam, but I kind of expect him to. Hmm. I would expect him to win it there and then lose it in October. It would be really funny if they had him lose it in September, and and then like the people who who were saying to me, "What? Why are you waiting until right before WrestleMania to order the network? Why not just order it now and you can watch all of this VOD content you don't care about?" And I was like, I'll get a free pay-per-view out of it. I'll be able to watch the September pay-per-view too. And, and if they, if they do the fucking, like, big Brock Lesnar match right after SummerSlam to get people to resubscribe and my subscription contains that, it'd be really funny. That's uh, funny. I, I think they're smart enough to know that they need to hold off on that until, um, October. And then maybe they'll do Brian versus Lesnar there. Well, after SummerSlam is Night of Champions. So Brock kind of has to work that. And then, yeah. and then af- after Night of Champions is Hell in a Cell. Right? Yep. And yeah, because they moved to Battleground. And that seems like the logical place to do Brock versus Brian. Yeah. And you can even give it a reason for being in the cell because he keeps getting screwed. And so it's going to be 1v1 in Hell in a Cell. Like it last totally year? It totally makes sense. Like last year when it totally made sense for Brian to finally win the title? But he wasn't 1v1. It was Shawn Michaels in there as well. Yeah, well. And that was the fault of the Yes Movement. <laughs> Yeah. Bob Backlund couldn't have done that. Bob Backlund can't do a super kick. I guess putting the title on Cena here, just to put it on Lesnar in August, does make a fair amount of sense. It certainly makes more sense than putting it on Bray Wyatt or Cesaro. I mean, I think it's Cena or Reigns, and I don't think they're going to put it on... I don't think it's Reigns. I... I'm pretty sure that it's, yeah, if I could pick anyone, I would pick Reigns last other than Del Rio. Small chance of Orton, if, like, small chance, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I don't think any of the other guys are going to win it. Yeah, Del Rio has no chance, Sheamus has virtually no chance. I, I I just don't see them doing Cesaro, even though, I mean, they could, it just, like, I don't see that for, I don't see him main eventing SummerSlam. That's it. Whoever wins this is main eventing SummerSlam. I 
think, yeah, I mean, unless, like, that's why I said small chance Orton, like, they, they, they decide, okay, Brian is definitely going to be ready for the July show. Let's do, let's put the belt back on Brian at the July show. And then let's, like, totally change things and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do Brian, Brock, Brock is a one-off at Summer, oh, Brock versus Cena, okay. SummerSlam to set up the, the big title match. And if you only have so many dates with Brock Lesnar, why would you repeat feuds like that? Because due due to Cena winning the first match, oh, that's right. Brock has a reason to want revenge. I forgot. I forgot that Cena won the first match. Yeah, I mean, there's actually like a reason to do it, and I don't think there's any other Brock match that would uh, be a bigger deal for for SummerSlam. No, there's there certainly isn't a bigger face to feed to him. So. Yeah. Given that they already fed him the Undertaker at WrestleMania, the one in twenty-one and one, yeah. And just look how over that's gotten him. Oh. But I suppose we're getting t- close to time to cash in on that. Wait, 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 wait! Just look how over that's gotten who? I was going to say Brock Lesnar, and the joke is he hasn't been on television. Okay, as long as that was a joke. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, the joke, as always, is WWE. So yeah, um, we, I'll uh, I'll wait for your PayPal four hundred twenty-three dollars mm-hmm. to you know. I guess you've talked me into saying Cena's gonna win, which is sad because I don't want Cena to win, but I think I think you're right. Cena's gonna win. I don't want Cena to win either because that means I'm going to miss John Cena winning the title in his hometown. In his hometown of. West Newbury, Massachusetts, at the local Newbury Comics. I don't think there is a Newbury Comics in Newbury anymore. Oh. No. Oh, well. well, then we'll go to the one in Framingham. Topic number five is a question from our friend Nine Numb. Hi, Nine Numb. Nine Numb asks if is Rob Van Dam the worst seller going today, and if not, who is? Big Daddy Yum Yum. Big Daddy Yum Yum's pretty bad. What's he been up to? Texas Indies? He's not ruining New Japan anymore? No. He had two matches. But he improved so much after his first. Yeah. Um, God, I can't wait for the Observer Awards. I'm actually going to vote this year. Just so you can say Big Daddy Yum Yum for most improved? Oh, God, I think I need to make a YouTube video for him. I need to like start that now because if if I start it in like November, I'll, I'll I'll put it off and I'll put it off and like it'll be December and people will start voting and they'll have forgotten about Big Daddy Yum Yum. So I need to create that video now. I need to I need to get the movement going. I I need a good name for this movement too. The the Yum Movement. The, yeah, I was gonna say the fairly obvious one is the Yum Movement. So good. Okay, we're gonna go with the yum movement. At least we're in agreement on that. Hashtag yum movement. So Big Daddy Yum Yum worse seller than Rob Van Dam. I think All I right. can agree with that. I think so. Okay, that was quick. Topic number six is a question from Blankus Maximus on Twitter. Blankus Maximus. Blankus Maximus asks on Twitter: Stardust is really bad. Please talk about this. Blank, you're wrong. Um, I like you, Blank, but you're wrong. I wouldn't say really bad, but there's things about the character that I I think could be improved. 
I think his face paint looks bad. I think it's... I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's perfect. I think it's okay for him. I, I like it. I don't yeah. like the way the star looks. I think they need to do something else with the star. I th- what, like more stars? Or you couldn't really do a bigger star. Well, I don't think I would do a star centered on his face. I think I'd do... I mean, it might make him look a little bit too much like Kiss. Actually, I know what I'd do. I'd have the, the top point of the star come down his nose, and I'd have it centered around his mouth. Okay, I can see that. I think that would be, like, fucking weird. Yeah. yeah I'd do that. And, like, it um, goes up his cheekbones, around his eyes. Okay, I can see that. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd do that, because I, I just, I don't like the way it goes around his eyes like that. I think when you have that much black around your eyes, it just, it, it, do, it doesn't work, it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, you can do it, but, um. Yeah. You know what's a little touch with it that I love? I love the red contacts. They're I think, okay. I almost wish he could get, like, patterned contacts with stars. He could. I they almost wish them. he would. Yeah, I, that's the when people like were talking about his contacts, I was like, oh, he got those star contacts. I didn't even notice, and then I just saw they were red, and I'm like, eh. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can get star contacts. You can get a lot of different weird contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just uh, the material, but I, I didn't like his promo. It, I, 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 I'll just say it's the material because it felt like the material. Uh, but at the same time, he's been doing it two weeks. Yeah. I wouldn't expect the guy to get into a totally new character in, in two weeks. Granted, he's probably been able to, to work on it for, you know, weeks beforehand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a totally new character and, um, I think there's potential. I don't, I, I don't know if it'll be realized because I, I think they're, I think it'll last like a maximum of six months. If it gets over, if it doesn't get over, they're just going to break him up. Granted, maybe he'll do it as, like, a heel. That'd be weird. That would be weird. I mean, I, I understand that the Goldust character way back in the day came in as a heel, but this day and age, I don't know if I can... Nah, that, actually, I can see that as a heel. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I don't know... I don't know about the color. I think having him be gold... I would have liked silver. I was going to say, as opposed to a silver... Or like a blue. I wouldn't go blue. If like a dark wasn't... blue with white, but blue with white. I don't know about that. I, I mean, silver would probably look a little black rainish, but I mean, who the fuck cares? No, no one cares yeah. about black rain other than people who you know think it's really funny. And you know, I don't know. I, I would get more perverse pleasure from it looking a little like black rain. I think that'd be funny. Mm. Um, or you could just go in a totally different direction and make it like. Kind of like psychedelic and do like, I don't know, do it like Bowie. Not, not like, not like the Bowie, uh, Stardust character, but something just like with colors that like Bowie would go for. Like just something crazy. But still like kind of gold dusty. Yeah. Just, I, I would, uh, I would either make him silver or I'd go crazy with it. But, uh, I mean, as it is, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. I, I, I kind of like it. I think it just needs some tweaks. Yeah. It's so. certainly better, I think, than just, oh, hey, Cody Rhodes decided to be a heel again. He's mad at his brother. He's going nowhere. Yay. 
Because at least now he's going nowhere and entertaining. That's positive, right? Right? I'm just glad that this happened uh, after the six-month mark on that fucking poll, because... Uh... <laughs> yeah, nobody had that one in the pool. Because, uh, while I guess, like, for his position on the card, he's just a guy. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I'd call him just a guy. Yeah, no. But anyway, Blank, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Daniel, uh, not Daniel Bryan. Stardust does not suck. Whatever. Speaking of Daniel Bryan, though, topic number seven is a question from Carmine. Hi, hi Carmine. Hi, Carmine. And I'm just going to ask this one and then seed the floor. If Daniel Bryan was a sex toy, what kind would he be? Okay. Now, because you said Daniel Bryan, I guess you mean the the WWE character Daniel Bryan. Yes. I think it's safe to assume that Carmine does not mean the human being Bryan Danielson. So, well, I mean, if it was the human being Bryan Danielson, I, uh, you know, then he'd be like a, a real doll or something. I'd, 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 well, um, I'd like to ask what the difference is, maybe after you make your determination, because it really doesn't seem like there's a big difference between the Daniel Bryan character and Daniel and Bryan Danielson, the human. Uh, I would guess that he doesn't go around screaming yes, wearing all of his merchandise, and I would guess I'd that if not. he he wasn't doing this, he'd probably like trim his beard and hair a little bit. Mm, just a little bit. I I don't remember. Did Bree like it more than Daniel? I thought I read. I thought I read I that Daniel so. wanted to trim it, and Bree was like, "No." I, I think she likes it more than him. No. Oh, well. Um. So let's see. Um. It'd be something kind of generic, but not a dildo. Um. Hmm. Something kind of loud and ugly. What would it be? What would it be? Something loud and ugly. Something... Hmm. Let's see. What are our options? I'm going to go with a field, though. They're kind of weird looking. But, like, they're not, like, the most abnormal thing in the world. Okay. Internet, for the record, when the when the NSA comes after me, I googled this for a podcast. What the fuck is a fieldo? Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with a fieldo. Fair enough. I don't know why. It seems about right. Okay, then. And here I was thinking you'd make a Chris Benoit joke and say Benoit balls. But you didn't. No. Good for you. No. Topic number eight is a question from Harling Talks AD. Hi, Harling Talks AD. And Harling Talks AD asks us, El Torito is a bull. Does Uh that make him a hoss? No. No. Why not? He's too small. He's too small? Yes. How big does and one have to be to be a hoss? Um, 6'3", 250. Okay. So Steve Austin, not a hoss. Definitely not. Definitely not. Guy like Chris Benoit, bring him up again. Not a hoss. No. Also, he's Canadian. 
You can't be a Haas if you're Canadian? Ideally, you should be from a plain state or Texas. What about, like, the central plains of Canada? Like, a guy no. from... Those are provinces. Okay. But they could, they, they could have a prairie-ish province, couldn't they? I said a plain state or Texas. Okay. So, um, what about Test? Test? No. Test wasn't a Haas? He was just a tall guy. Who sucked? Isn't sucking part of the, not necessarily a mandatory thing, but it helps to be called a Haas? I don't think so. I mean, ideally you should be from a plain state or Texas, and you should be big, muscular, but you, you don't have to be bad. Okay. So it sounds like Jack Swagger is the perfect Haas to you. Jack Swagger, you know. And uh, he is a called little Big Haas. A, a little less of a tough guy than a Haas, I guess, should be, but yeah. yeah. Like, imagine Jack Swagger getting a push. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or, uh, who's another good modern example? Rusev, if he was American. But oh, fuck it, Big E. Ru- Rusev's too short. Rusev's too short. I think so. Is Rusev like six he, foot tall? He's, he's definitely not six three. I'll give you that. So a guy like Big E, Big E, no, Big E's not a Haas. No. Hmm. Well, Hosses should be white. This is a racial thing. Okay. I mean, is there is there a cross racial equivalent? Um, no. Like, imagine if Haas is the white version of explosive or athletic. It's not, but I, I think there's some sort of equivalency there. Yeah, it, it's definitely not the same. I think if a white guy has the the qualities that would be described as explosive or athletic, he gets labeled unorthodox. Because you've got Rob Van Dam and Evan Bourne there. and Yeah. Although, is Kofi Kingston ever called unorthodox? Uh, he's called, he's called enough things and he's probably been called that once or twice. That's true, yeah. He's the controlled frenzy, the wild cat, the guy who's been in 7,000 ladder matches and never won a single one, but he's gonna do something cool. Yeah, sure, cool. Yeah. That second ladder match is just filled with guys who are absolutely not gonna win but are gonna do cool stuff. And also Seth, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Yeah, they're not going to do anything cool. No, they're going to do cool stuff too, but they might actually win. No like, one will win. They're going to win a lot more than Kofi Kingston or Dolph Ziggler is going to win. No one's going to win. Hmm. Okay. Topic number nine is a question from Strenuous Man Flurry. Hi, Strenuous Man Flurry. Manflurry asks us a, a philosophical question. Okay. Kind of. Wrestling isn't like it used to be, huh? Because PG is ruining everything. Is PG ruining wrestling, MRT? No. No. Is anything ruining wrestling? Um, TNA. But is TNA ruining wrestling or just TNA? Um, I mean, I think every day that they waste a uh, prime time slot on cable makes it uh, 
less palatable for a wrestling company to get a slot. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things ruining wrestling. You know, I, I oh God, there's just these feuds are so bad. These promos are so bad. These writers are bad. Like, yeah, you know, it's cliched, but writers, writers are making things bad. That just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all like the shit you've heard a million times before. Guys not talking for themselves. Guys not having a clear voice. Uh, guys. Seamus having... is so guilty of this, by the way. Seamus bothers me less because at least he's a big, tough guy and I like seeing his matches. I like Seamus' matches, but anytime he talks, it's like, oh my god. Um. I, I don't, I don't mind his matches so much because, or his promos so much because he has such a like he has an accent, and having an accent at least makes it sound like he has a unique voice, even though he doesn't. Like he has the accent and he has an enthusiastic delivery, but it's like, oh my god, dude, you don't sound genuine at all. Yeah, it's not a big deal because at least he sounds different, and there's there's very little different today, which is weird because. They've actually brought up a bunch of things that like feel different. There's a bunch of acts. Too many, yeah, too many fucking gimmicks. Too many people coming up with like comedy gimmicks. I just like that's one of the things that I don't like about Bo Dallas is it just feels like it's more farce. And there's so much farce on the show already. If Bo Dallas came up on Nitro, Bo Dallas would be pretty fucking awesome because. There was a lot of, like, serious shit on Nitro. If he came up during the Attitude Era, he'd probably be pretty fucking cool, because even though there was a, a shitload of, like, nonsense in the Attitude Era, there wasn't... Like, he he would feel different. I, I, he, he might be completely exposed by all the really good talkers in the Attitude Era, but, um, yeah, it just feels like he's another guy that I can't take seriously on a show full of people that I can't take seriously, and, you know... Adam Rose, at least, like, it's, at least it's kind of a fun gimmick, although I just don't understand why he's wrestling. I don't, un- like, why is Bo Dallas wrestling? Why is he here? What, what is his motivation? What is his motivation to be in WWE? To make people believe? To be inspirational? Why is he there? He feels like, kind of like, uh, the Jeff Jarrett character, uh, the country music character it's like he's just like a guy with like a gimmick he's i don't know i think there, there, there's no, no one has a reason for being there people just show up why, why are rusev and lana specifically there obviously they well, don't Rus- like america and they want yeah. to embarrass america and but- rusev is a monstery fighty dude like rusev makes a lot more sense in being there than bo dallas does but I just feel like we don't have that laid out motivation for what he's doing here other than killing people. And granted, not everyone has to have that. But since no one has that, since no one really has a reason, like, then very few people are gunning for the title normally. Granted, a bunch of people are now because they're all thrown into a ladder match. But does it even really feel like most of the people in that ladder match are gunning for that title? Not really. I mean, like, granted, uh, maybe it would if I watched SmackDown, but no one's going to watch SmackDown. Yeah, fuck SmackDown. So, it just, it feels like there's just a bunch of people having matches that have no repercussions. Like, like, Wade Barrett and Dolph having that match on TV, granted, it was supposed to be for the title, 
but like, does either one of them really want that title? It was a good match. It was whatever. I, I just like couldn't care because I'm just watching this. Like, why yeah. am I watching this match? Why am I watching any of the matches on this show? None of these have any reason. It doesn't feel like I'm being told that if one of these guys wins this match, something's going to happen. There's just all of these matches, and they exist for no reason. The one it, match that felt like if something happens, something's going to come out of it was the Naomi versus Alicia Fox match. And even that match, the commentators just shat all over and didn't get that point across. I don't know. It sounded the, the commentators were mostly just building up a feud between the women. It was mostly just them bickering, which it was kind of funny that even when the the, the girls are uh, on commentary for a Divas match, that they're you know bickering and kind of ignoring the match. But whatever. Um. Yeah, like it just there's all. Of, all of these repeat matches just make it feel like you're watching the same show every week. Which is funny because I laughed at Jeff Jarrett for saying that Raw and Impact are just a series of matches with nothing else. But, I mean, and, and again, that's not true at all because some of the worst parts of, of, um, Raw are the non-matches and it would, it would probably be a better show in some ways if it was more of a series of matches. Not that that should happen. It's just like some of the less, or the, the more horrible stuff would be cut out. But, it just feels like the matches that happen happen for no reason, and there's no stakes to anything, and no one has a reason to be ha- being in these matches. When you're having a bunch of matches for no reason, you need characters who have a motivation to win matches, and who, who want to get like a title, or who want to do something with themselves. Otherwise, you just have all these fucking matches that just exist. And I think that's my biggest problem with the show right now. Yeah. I, I, I don't even care about like Stephanie burying like divisions and then getting her comeuppance by uh by someone who's leaving. Like again, that was at least funny and that was at least something different. So I I didn't mind it. So yeah. Um I I think that would that would be the thing that's kind of ruining wrestling right now is it feels like nothing is actually happening on these shows except in those segments where there's no wrestling, and there's a promo setting up the pay-per-view where maybe something will happen. It's just very different watching like Nitro, where it feels like there's a lot of matches that exist for no reason, but there's also matches where it feels like if this guy wins, like you know, he might end up as like the cruiserweight uh, contender next week, or he might have a TV title shot. And granted, there's also just a bunch of titles that are constantly being defended for no reason. So at least there's that. Like, if if you had the IC title being defended, like, every three weeks, and the US title being defended every three weeks, and they've been a little better about title defenses and building up those mid-card titles, but at the same time, because of the way Money in the Bank is this year... They're just fucking ignoring that. And really, is Sheamus adding anything to that that match? Why not do a U.S. title match? Why not do an IC title match? I got no idea. Why not unify him? But I wouldn't unify him. Just, I mean, if you could write a better show, you might unify them. But as it is, the like like the one match that at least I could sit there and be like, well, this is meaningless as this feels. It is for the IC title. Great. I can kind of like pay more attention to this than most of the show. Was, was the Ziggler Barrett match, which like again, it just felt fine to me. It didn't feel like, it didn't even feel good. It just felt, it was there. And it, it's not like a diss on either guy. It was just like, 
Who cares? I don't care. So yeah, give these give these dudes a reason to wrestle. Why, why is this a wrestling show with wrestling matches? There you go. Yeah, don't. It, this doesn't mean like we need like a list of contenders. It doesn't mean we need like like lots of like old school shit. Just just fucking give me a reason to watch these matches. So you're saying we don't want a, a ranking battle royal or anything like that? No. No, I don't, I don't want rankings. I don't want any of that. I just want to feel like this match that I'm watching has stakes. I want things to have stakes. In WWE, it just feels like this match is happening now. You're probably going to see it in two weeks. It may have happened on SmackDown. It may have happened on Main Event. It may happen again on Main Event. Maybe it was just on the pay-per-view, too. doesn't matter. It's another of the cycle of matches. Yep. And our final topic tonight comes from Neil Jacoby, or Blase, Jacoby, or if you prefer, Blase, you dead homie. On Hi, Blase, you dead homie. Yep. And he asks, "What is the saddest thing?" The saddest thing. The saddest thing. Saddest thing. Um... Now, presumably, we might want to keep it to punch sports, but maybe not. Maybe just the saddest thing. Uh, I mean, the saddest thing I'd go with the uh, role of the Jewish councils in the Holocaust. It's pretty saddest sad. thing in punch sports. Um, the role of the Jewish councils in Scotty Goldman not getting a push. Uh, no. No. Okay. Not gonna like make actual jokes about that. That was serious answer. Um, uh, what's the saddest thing? The saddest thing in wrestling is fucking these shit. This, this, uh, shit I just talked about that I'm just, that's pretty sad actually. I'm laying here and I'm watching raw and it feels like it doesn't fucking matter. And you know what you'll be doing next week? Watching Raw. Maybe. Maybe I'll go on a date. Maybe I'll start doing shit on Mondays again. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. We'll see you next week. He's got the whole sea.
Ha, ha, ha. 